2: Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, and it is such a treat to be here today because we have with us Jason Partington. Jason, how are you today?
1: Hey, I'm epic. Can't <laughs> wait. I'm excited to be here.
2: It is such a treat to have you here. I love your haircut, by the way. <laughs> okay. yes, it
1: was, yes. with the same barber.
2: <laughs> I wonder if the haircut comes with like it's part of being doing the work that we're doing. You must have this haircut. It is. <laughs> anyway, that's a story we'll stick by, right? For <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> so those tuning in to Jason for the first time, he's basically here to demystify meditation. He's making it more palatable for the average bloke. He's given them the tools and the skills to live a happier life. Um, his approach is loosely based around TM, um, Transcendental Meditation, um, but it's delivered in, skills ba- in a skills-based format rather than a religious journey, although, you know, caveat, meditation basically... On some form for many people end up resulting in a spiritual journey Um, his mission is to make meditation mainstream and that's why we're here this is so good Um, he wants to help people break the bro code and find an inner connection he wants to help them he wants to help provide them with tools to go internally find the true self and allow that true self to come forward naturally into their life Um, there's a lot to speak to in that so I'm excited to have you here Um, He wants to help people understand ego and get more educated in body, mind, spirit, and the connection amongst all of those. He wants to help people live in the now, release their past, and stop worrying about the future. He's officially released a meditation course. He's now available for group settings and one-on-one settings. He's been meditating for over 22 years. That is definitely something. He studied many different types of meditation practices along the way. And his search for truth and exploring his own spirituality has taken him all over the world, and now he's here with us. So welcome, Jason.
1: How are you? <laughs> Hi. <Hey>, awesome. <laughs> Great. Good intro. Uh, Good <laughs> uh, intro. Yeah,
2: you've been doing so much work on yourself for so long that it's, um, it's really a blessing to have you here. So 22 years as a meditator, you know, it's, um, yeah, I uh, I'm, I feel very honored and very blessed to have you here, just knowing, um, you know, myself personally, it's been a journey for Oh, maybe uh, eight years now. Um, and so I can only imagine, you know, like um, just being on this path for 22 years, what sort of um, relationship you'd have with your practice and obviously with yourself as well. But um, tell us a bit more about where that all started. Like what was your, what, what brought you through meditation?
1: Okay, I'll, um, I'll just precursors well we've got a little bit of a breaking connection so if you see me looking a little bit vague, doubt it might mean because of the connection i'm in a library so i'm trying to be trying to be quiet too um, so starting point of the connection really started um about twenty twenty eight 28 years ago or when i was 28 um i'd traveled significantly um like I'd worked with resorts for many years and sort of traveled the world quite young. And, uh, I guess, you know, like I, I think a lot of people like me, I, I just didn't know who I was really to be quite honest. Um, I sort of came back from traveling overseas and, uh, found myself in this place of being a little bit lost. Uh, I sort of landed back in Australia and, um, you know, I had sort of formed a lot of bad habits, um, was sort of surrounding myself with people who also had bad habits, um, and yeah, I was like sort of ticking boxes, if you want to, if you, if that's a good way of putting it, you know, like I'd been socially conditioned to have all of these things, and I sort of got all those things, and then sort of like we're sitting there going, "Well, uh, I'm, I'm really not happy at all. Um, I don't know who I am. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what the hell I even yeah, I'm, I'm here on this earth for." And I started having these major questions about myself and what I'm doing here. So, um, and I, I kind of hit, like, I, I guess you could say I hit a rock bottom, you know, like I really bottomed out and I was very, very lucky. I was very fortunate. I had a, uh, actually a, a mutual friend of ours that, um, in Beata Alfoldi. Yeah, she's who's, been on the, had, had, oh, had, had,
2: with her. yeah.
1: And <laughs> had an incredible mutual friend that we both have that's, um, managed to steer me towards meditation at the time. She could see that I was in this place and and said, Listen, why don't you consider this? And um I think probably because of my state at the time, I was ready to really throw myself in uh, mm. to really finding something out. And so I did a um I did a six week course with Keita Bellin. You might know of Kita Bellin. Uh she operates out of UK with her husband Warren, I think. And um yeah, so I did this course called Lifting the Veil and that was the start. And um I like I, I, I literally changed as a person in six weeks. In six weeks, I, I was going on one path and all of a sudden decided I'm going on that path over there. And that started the journey. That's, that started everything. It changed my entire life. And from then, I don't know, there's huge amounts of study and practice and international travel and yeah, experiences which, which stem from that.
2: That's amazing! Thank you so much for sharing that. So, all these existential questions. How old were you when this was coming up to you? Like when you were having all these. Like, you know,
1: yeah, that was twenty-eight. That yeah. was twenty-eight, and um, I think I think I was speaking to someone who was quite intuitive at the time, and I don't know much about uh, astrology and mm-hmm. about uh, those sort of numerology as well. And I'm not a, uh, um, I just don't know a lot uh, about that area, but she. She said it was very, very popular for men around 28 or that age or mm-hmm. to have a, um, a Saturn return, as they call it. Yeah. And, um, and I, like I said, I'm not experienced in that line, so I'm don't. So i probably saying things which are ridiculous. But that's what she said to me. She said it was coming back into my Saturn return and I was 28. But um, look, yeah, it's, for me, I was late 20s and just completely lost. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was the beginning. And
2: so with meditation, obviously, you know, you said everything changed in six weeks. What were, like, what was, obviously, you weren't, aw- you had all these burning questions. I'm acutely aware of just, like, reflecting on my own practice. You don't always get your questions answered, you know, um, right. but you, you, you learn like a lot about yourself. So what was your, what was the, um, what was kind of the journey over that six weeks afterwards where it was like, did you get your questions answered or was it a matter of, you no, know, there's just a new way to inquire and a new way to walk around?
1: Um, I'm not sure that the questions were being answered as much as, as the barriers were being brought down through the connection to the meditation and, and, um, you know, allowing the silence to be and just being in and finding and like really finding that ability to find silence within myself and allowing that sort of true nature to come forward. I actually was really new for me to feel this, or to actually even have a conversation as such with my true self. That's what I found. What's amazing is that I was actually having this inner dialogue going on, which has started. Whereas before it was literally, I I guess you could say that my ego was just taking complete control of the driver's seat. And I thought that's who I was. I thought that my ego was who I was. I didn't have any sense of identity. So that was the identity. And um, Mm. through that meditation practice, I, I allowed this dialogue to begin with my true self and this ego self. And um yeah, I think that was, you know, the question started to get answered through a stronger connection through that dialogue. Um and that's always very very much worked for me is not sure it works for everyone, but it certainly worked for me is the separating the ego from the actual truer true identity. And the more I meditate, the more naturally that true identity just just naturally permeates and becomes the person in the control seat, which I think is amazing because you don't actually need to do anything. It actually just happens naturally. It's beautiful. It's such a natural bit, beautiful thing to happen.
3: Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, there's this perspective for sure that I relate to and what you're saying is that... Um, I often um, look at everything, especially meditation has definitely afforded me this perspective, which is the game of cultivation. You know, it's like as long as you just sort of show up to meditate, that perspective of observation, you cultivate more observation in your life. You know, you're more aware. um, You're just continuously cultivating that. So it's just about showing up for that, you know, 20 minutes twice a day and then you end up with more of a cultivated way of being in that particular um, frame or way of being. Um, there's something really fascinating that you've shared is about the ego and the true self, um, which I, uh, I absolutely love and I'm really grateful for you sharing that. Um, uh, I guess what I wanted to speak to, to that was basically I've got, um you know, uh, I've got like life coaching clients and also like um, mindfulness clients as well, mindfulness meditation clients. Um, but most often when people come to me and they're uncertain about which way they want to go, I'm like, well, let's do the meditation and the mindfulness coaching. That invariably ends up becoming life coaching but on a much deeper level because you're basically looking at yourself you know you've got the tools to look in on yourself and your life changes anyway um and i think the 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 good the the reason that works so well in my humble opinion is life coaching dressed up as mindfulness meditation coaching is because people find themselves um rather than like asking questions about you know what are your blockages which is very useful at the same time people learn to ask and build the tools within themselves and beyond that, that frame of the ego, which is what you are referring to, in the true self.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 very. That's a very interesting. Thing. I was asked a question um, about mindfulness and meditation the other day, and it's um, they really do work together. You know, like and I Absolutely. often find, I really find sometimes you know with mindfulness, and I know we've had this conversation, you know, like a couple of weeks ago when we were in city together, is. Sometimes if you just say to someone to be mindful, then it's somewhat you have to work that muscle continuously to be conscious about being more mindful. Whereas when you meditate and you're doing your meditation twice a day, mindfulness comes as a natural course and path of the, of your of, of you doing your meditation. And, and because you're enacting that true self to come through naturally progressively all the way through the day you actually find that you naturally become more mindful anyway so you're not having to activate the muscle continuously you're not having to actually consciously think oh i want to be mindful in this situation or whereas if you're just being mindful and it's in itself then you need to activate the muscle all the time
2: Mm. I, i see what you're saying that's a that's a really profound insight um and so Would you, like, uh, my my humble perspective, and I know you've got a lot more experience in this than I do, so my question goes, um, is there, um, you know, because I see it as basically mindfulness is me being aware of my outer world and meditation is the awareness of my inner world. Does that resonate with you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think mindfulness can be encapsulated not only just of the outside world but also of the inside world as well. I think it's everything. I think it's um yeah i think outside world other people's perspectives my what's going on with me internally being conscious of my thoughts and how i'm thinking about things and being conscious of my thoughts and my feelings and my reactions i mean mindfulness is such a big it's it's one word which encapsulates it all but i think um the meditation is definitely an an inward journey um, which permeates outwards naturally
2: amazing amazing and so um how does it how is it like so now that you you know you've been working with yourself for 22 years and you've been on this journey of meditation and mindfulness and obviously it must have given you so much because now this has become such a such a potent offering that you you, um you know i know for myself it's been much the same but you know like how come you're sharing it with the world (laughs)
1: um yeah look i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like brutally honest is that I, I wish that I could say that I'd meditate two times a day for 22 years, but mm. I haven't, you know, I've, I've come in and out of it. And I guess that's, that's how I have such clarity about um, when I'm actually meditating, that I'm a, a completely different person. Um, yeah. And, you know, when you fall off the rails sometimes and you realize that you're doing all these other activities and making these decisions, you know, this kind of person, um, you know, that you, in comparison the way that you act and the way that you feel is so polar different. So, you know, I've gone through this journey a lot, um, of, uh, as we all do as humans, you know, like I think we're, we're not perfect and we, we go through this journey And it. Um, but I'd like to say probably towards the latter part of my life, I'm starting to embrace it more and more and more and more because I see the benefits. And, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: actually there wasn't, there, there was something I'd always wanted to deliver a meditation style teaching, um, that was not so religious based maybe uh, and something that I felt could be more mainstream. Um, The first reason behind that was because I wanted to pass that on to my children. Um, I I wanted to leave a legacy um, and to make sure that they had that learning. Should I pass on at any point in time that I wanted to make sure that I encapsulated all of that and pass that on to my children Um, and, and their children, because I think it's, it's, well, it's only just starting to begin in schools, you know, um, mm. it's only that, this process is that my, my little daughter's get, is getting mindfulness training now, which is terrific. Um, but then there was an event which happened, uh, not so long ago. So, uh, in the Northern beaches, um, there was a seminar held and it was about men's suicide. And, um, I sat in the crowd of 300 men um, who there was no women invited. It was just men. And, and the reason for that was because uh, men open up in a men only forum a lot better. Um, and I sat there and, and I was, I was pretty shocked to be quite honest. I was really, um, I was upset to see so many men that were obviously not happy in life. Uh, men that were depressed. A third of the audience, stood standing at one point and said that they'd had uh, suicidal thoughts. And um, I walked away broken from that. I was really upset by that entire experience to see so many of my brothers and men uh, that I'd surf with that are just completely not okay. And um, so here I had been sitting in this beautiful meditation skill in my own, um, cultivating my own self and... Understanding my moment, and I, I I felt that this was the the thing that really had to drive me towards giving this gift to other men, but the barrier was is that I knew that a lot of these blokes would never ever come to meditation because of the stereotype that that they didn't they, they, they didn 't want the candles and the incense and and all that sort of stuff, which is sometimes yeah. associated with all, all the religious all the religious connotations um, yeah. so I sat there and thought about it and well, well it doesn't need to be dressed up like that. It just hasn't been dressed. It just hasn't been delivered in a format, which is maybe a little bit more, um, non-religious. So, yeah. um, and that was for me, the real turning point where I, I said to myself, I have to do this. I've got to, I've got to bring this to the marketplace. So I, uh, I sold out of my business. I sold out of my property business immediately. And I've just been throwing myself into this because it's, um, it's so important it's like become it's become my everything
2: wow thank you so much for sharing yeah i absolutely resonate with what you're saying i, I um a couple of things i want to speak to you um in that because i do um you know and this is why we were talking about this a few weeks ago and why we're so inspired to have this connection and this chat here today um you know i'm, I'm running around construction sites guided meditations and doing mindfulness in um and, you know um construction company offices, um, and also IT offices. Um, you know, and there's, it's completely stripped of religion, you know. Um, but it's extremely, extremely, extremely useful. Um, and the benefits are, you know, the one of the challenges that I, I'm not sure if you face this, but I personally face this, um when I was first starting out about 12 months ago, was people were like, how do I quantify the benefits? And I'm like, mm. I'm not, I, I, I really... It's, you know, I can list a whole bunch of things, but it sounds like it, it addresses so many different things that surely it can't be real, you know. Um, and so my blessing was that basically I went to companies that had CEOs that were already meditating and I started working with them in their companies and then on the back of that, I just started getting referrals and now people can speak to the, the people, my clients that I've already worked with. And that's kind of been the easiest way to manage um, getting clientele. Um, but for me, the one thing that I'm kind of aware of, like I'm really... I'm I'm super passionate about work and I love that meditation is here. Um, But the one conversation I wanted to have with you right at this moment at this juncture was, you know, it's obviously a reflection on the state of the world as well. You know, Um, one of my favorite authors is uh, Stephen Kotler and he talks about living with what is called 21st century normal, you know, Um, how like just society and the way we're geared and why at the moment is just so prone to anxiety, so prone to like depression, like one in two, um is anxious or depressed you know um that's quite a stat you know that's 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 a huge statistic um and similar to you like i'm driven by the fact that in construction in australia just in this country in this one industry we lose one person every two days just outside you know it's, yeah. it's heavy it's it's not light stuff and i know when you when you mentioned meditation exactly what you said you know it sounds like oh you know like candles and incense and all this sort of stuff mm. Um, but it it, it doesn't it it doesn't at all have to be like that you know it's just presence breath mm. and like you said, connection to the self and what's real and what's not you know and mm. your thoughts and you're just allowing them to be just what they are, which is just passing phenomenon um, yeah yeah and I just want to have a chat about the state of the world like you know what like what do you think um like on one hand you know it's such a blessing that we have meditation as a tool, but on the other hand, the state of the world in terms of it's calling mm. people like yourself and myself which had I'm an engineer. You're a property developer, but we're leaving these careers to become meditation and mindfulness coaches and guides and teachers and mm. sort of stuff.
1: Wow, well, it's a big, oh, it's a big question, isn't it? About the state mm. of the world. Um, in some look, in some respects, I, you know, I'm I'm the eternal optimist. I always believe in the power of that um, we're changing, that we are. Bit by bit, we are changing um, people's minds and hearts. You know, as as we go, um, there's certainly some there's certainly some still big worrying things for me um, about the world and how we operate. Um, I, I guess I like, I'm increasingly concerned about our politicians and who we who we put into power. Um, and I guess this is going to be a slow burn um, for us because you know. Uh, ever, ever since, I guess, the dawn of time, religion and power and money have been uh, the three evils, which continue to um, which continue to be a part of the agendas of a lot of our, I guess you'd call them, world leaders. You know, um, don't get me started on Trump. That's <laughs> 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 I mean, a completely different conversation. Yeah. But um, look, at the same time, there is a there is a groundswell um, of uh, of change happening. I see it in my my own sons um, and my daughter, in what's happening at school level. I, I like that, I, I like seeing what's happening there. Um, I'm I'm not sure whether that's um, like just my little world that I'm seeing, mm. whether it it can it is the same in the country or it is the same replicated in other states. I can only give you point of reference from what I see. But my sons are very active; they're very uh, environmentally present, um, mm. uh, which is a lot more a, a lot more present than uh, what I was when I was their age. They meditate; um, they, you know, they actively look, uh, you know, to, to do the right thing, as opposed to when I I compare myself to them. So I think that there is a groundswell of change, and I'd like to think that we are. Um, that we are changing, but there's, uh, there's still a a hell of a lot of work to be done. But I think the more, I think there's a secondary, um, there's a secondary group or a foundation that I'm, that I'm rolling with outside of the meditation for men, um, thing. And that is to make meditation mainstream Mm. and uh, that, that, that foundation or that group or whatever, whatever it is, um, I'd really like that to gain some traction and to try to do what you're doing equally because we're doing very similar things as we're bringing meditation without all of the, the the candles and the incense and the stereotype of some guru coming in and telling you something that it's come from some religion. Um, it's the more work with what we do in this space of spiritual, oh, not the spirit. I don't want to say spiritualizing because it is spiritual. It is, it is internal and it is a spiritual journey. I do want to get away from the the religious aspect, um, which so many people are. It stops them from moving forward. Um, so, I think the more work that you know that we can do in order to create that opportunity for people to engage. That's really where I'm at: is to try to get people to engage with this, um, and um, yeah, and to embrace it from a from a common sense skills and a tools based uh, opportunity. Is from a religious uh, aspect.
2: Yeah, I really value what you're saying. So I'm not sure that
1: that, 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 that. No, <laughs> I'm not sure that's answered your wealth. absolutely.
2: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's about removing the friction um, from helping people with You know what is possible, and I think um, I think the real beauty for me is you know these these practices are ancient. You know um, they have been embedded and hidden um, within religion for quite some time. Um, but also like, my humble perspective on some of that is that, you know, like Hinduism was never really a religion and it's one of the bedrocks of, of meditation. Um, mm, that, it was just, you know, the people that lived in India along the Indus Valley were just labelled the Hindus. and This was their science. It yes. was their science was meditation. And yes. the thing that fascinates me now is it's, um, our work is very well lubricated in society by the, by, by the scientific research that's going on right now. Um, you know, yeah. there's so much science speaking to the benefits of mindfulness and meditation. Mm-hmm. Even papers coming out of gratitude and forgiveness now. You know, um, people yeah. are doing like hardcore psychological science on all this soft, gooey stuff, which is very difficult to pin down. Um, but the benefits are all there. You know, they're documented, they're well referenced, like very well scientifically studied, and um, and we can refer to that to you know actually roll this work out into those like environments which are a bit more clinical. You know, a bit more um, edgy, a bit more um, less prone to like what you've shared is, um, you know, is, yeah, like the, what we call the candles and the incense and the religious-based stuff. Um, right. Yeah, I uh, I guess the thing that's coming up for me, which is a, que- a question that I have for myself quite a bit, which I'd like to sort of just explore with you, is, um, is the idea of, you know, on the back of that, um, is how you know, obviously you're saying, you know, you can see a change in your, your children, which is so exciting, you know, that um, you can see that there's like an impact being made. Um, and so I often look at it as in and like even myself as being like a very linear thinker, you know, was like an engineer um, coming to meditation, becoming a mindfulness coach and just sort of looking at that and seeing, okay, I kind of consider myself as being the, um, the dead weight I'm sort of similar to you, the eternal optimist. So I sort of see myself as being the dead weight and then going, right, like if I'm meditating, <laughs> then surely it's, 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 it's a thing. <laughs> if that makes sense? Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I wonder if there's, um, you know, like what is it that inspires you to keep going along this journey and sharing, you know, continually?
1: Mm. You know, I've, uh, like this, this year, like that, um, this year, there's something that's really changed in me this year. And I, I wanted this year to be a very, very big, uh, um, a huge change in my being as a whole. Um, I, I stopped drinking alcohol for all the year. Like I went into the intention of this year, knowing that I wanted to stop escaping any, uh, escaping anything. And I wanted to see what I was like, uh, without all of the, 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 escape, uh, tactics. Um, and so I went in with a great intention knowing that I'm going to meditate twice a day. I'm going to be really consistent at this. I really want to embrace it and I want to see with consistency what, how much this cultivates. And this year has been the biggest year for me personally. Um, from a personal perspective, from a wealth perspective, from, uh, a, just a complete, um, a, the way that I act and feel, uh, internally, um, has it's, it's dramatic, but you know, uh, and I, I've got a really, really good story for you because, uh, and I've just actually posted about this, that it's kind of me cause, and this is why it's fresh, you know, it's a fresh, it's a fresh story. I just finished writing it, but, um, you know how, when you meditate, you get these, you get these feelings of want to give, you want to, you want to give to someone other than yourself. You just want to give, and I, you can't help, but have this compassion come through you. And I've always been, um, I've always been someone, you know, like with homeless, you see homeless on the street and um, I've always been that person who gives money, you know, always been the, always been the giver. I give yeah. some money and I walk by, but that's about it. You know, I didn't never really look, never engage, never I'd just throw some money in, and keep walking. And I found myself like, I found myself in the middle of the year sitting, looking, look, trying to find someone that's homeless. I, like in my lunchtimes, so I was be sitting there trying to find someone that was homeless in the mall. Anyway, I found a little lady and I couldn't stop looking at her. I found myself compelled and I was just looking at her and watching her. And, um, it was, the, this is in the middle of winter. And, um, I was compelled to go up to her. I don't know why this is not me. This is not the kind of person I was out of doing meditation regularly, but I've, I felt this so I was just compelled to go, to go speak with her. So anyway, I sat down with, I ended up sitting down with her. I said, are you okay? Is everything you can tell, you know, how did you get here? I gave her some money. She said she was cold. I ended up giving her my $500. Wood coat. I just gave without even thinking. I gave it my, my coat. And, um, and I started looking for this lady every day. I started, and then I start meeting her friends. And the funny thing was, Amrit was I actually realized that for 46 years, I've been walking past these people. And yet when I started meditating, all of a sudden this compassion comes from nowhere and it fills your heart. And it's, um, well, it still, it still gets me, um, gets me emotional. Yeah. Um, because, um, yeah, cause it's something different that flows mm. and, um, and it was a beautiful experience, you know, and I got to know this lady and I would look for her every day. And, um, and, uh, yeah, there's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a special change that I, that I feel is, is within meditation. I think that's why I want to share it so much. That's what keeps me, you know, is I know that if I can feel it, like you said, you know, like you feel like it is dead, (laughs) dead weight. I love that. (laughs) Um, If I can, if I can have this sensation, if I can feel like this, is it Imagine if you just pass this on, it's, um, and I see, I see people walking through the streets blind and with their blinkers on, I see it. And, um, and I can see how they can change that, you know, and that I can be at that. Uh, I can be at the core of that change. So, yeah,
2: I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is such an inspirational, such a beautiful story. Yeah, that um, really speaks to um, yeah the you know the the person that you become. And it is sometimes hard to pin down, but it is really like it does. You know, it changes your whole being in such a magnificent mm-hmm. way. Um, so I'm. I'm I'm going to ask you a couple of questions now. Like, so if there was a, um, let's say someone's coming to meditation but doesn't really want someone to speak to about it, is there a book that you'd recommend? Um, or is there a book that's helped you along your journey in life? Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be on meditation. Do you have a book that you um, recommend?
1: Well, that first, I guess that first book that I've given to so many, which was given to me, which was that, like, when I, I just felt like I didn't know any, like, have any form of reference mm. any like zero form of reference was the journey of the sacred warrior and I know it's, it's such a, it's an interesting um, story. Mm. And, um, but the, I, I've read that book like 20, 30 times and it still resonates. It's still a great book for, for people who are questioning about why I'm here, what i am doing? Um, I love that book as a starting point for people just to start that thought process.
2: Sure. Um, Who's it
1: written by? Do you remember? Uh, Journey of the Second World. No. That's right. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I, will, I will send it to you. Yeah. Um, in the show notes. That's cool. I'm so bad with details and things like that.
2: That's cool. That's
1: cool. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle to tell you my own birthday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, my next question is, um, who to you is inspiring?
1: Who to me is inspiring? Um, well, uh, I love Jim Carrey.
0: Yeah.
1: I I've got to say that guy is, I'd hug him. I
2: think,
1: I think that I would hug him if I saw him.
2: But he would, because, tell, you that, he would tell you that he's not here. <laughs> this is all just from grand. Ele- he's like, ah, yes. <laughs> I,
1: I, I really like, and these are guys in the public eye, I guess. And I'm, and I'm, and, um, but Russell Brand, I think, is an amazing is an amazing guy. That's come from, you know, I think about his backstory and where and where he's come from, and I kind of think that there's I've got crossovers of that, and I can understand, you know, a lot of those sort of addictions and stuff like that which he went through early, and the progression out of that into into something um, of realizing that, and then elevating to to something completely different again. So I think he. Uh, I've been watching lots of his sort of stuff, and I love his journey. Um, and Jim Carrey, I love him as well because he's done the same journey, and he's been there and and had it, and then let it all go. And I think that that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. So I love the and he's an in, in
2: Yeah, I love the great. Yeah. he rattles on like now, and he's just he's really just like, good. He like t- takes it, makes a point to try and peel like people's identities, yeah. realities, and fold them back on themselves, and just be like. What do you
1: think? <laughs> so. really good. Really good. I think. I think there's the there's the you know the stock standard maybe people that people look up to like Eckhart Tolle and uh, to- Eckhart Tolle and um, you know Deepak Chopra and um and. Wayne Dyer and all, I mean, they're, they're all, they're all got incredible, you know, all these people have got like 30, 40, 50 years worth of experience in this space. And they, um, and they've all got their big value point. You know, Deepak works on a scientific metaphysical side. Wayne Dyer is probably a little bit more common sense, heartfelt types mm-hmm. things. Um, so they all, and, and Eckhart Tolle is, is amazing about like, about mindfulness, mm-hmm. although he calls it mindlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he has, his I I would much rather preface a Jim Carrey or a Russell brand where you can feel and see the journey that these guys have come on and how they've actually managed to come to their current day and be in the space Mm -hmm. that they're there. I think they're incredibly brave. And, uh, yeah.
2: I think that relatability is really important as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that probably is a preface to a lot of the work you and I both do as well, being relatable, um, having been in certain fields and spaces and then coming to share this work, um, Really, there's a lot of value in that. Just a lot kind of content to learn. Um, so, lastly, and by no means my least question, um, beyond the name, beyond the work, beyond the skin suit, um, this is a metaphysical question. Um, who is Jason?
1: Oh, who is me? Um, mm. oh, I am probably who you are. Um, I am, I am the tree. I am, I'm just, I'm, I'm a connected being that's, um, has the same thing running through you is same thing running through me. And, um, yeah, I'm part of, part of the force. Call it, call it a star Wars anecdote. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm,
1: I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a, as they say, I'm a spiritual being, have a human, having a human experience, and um, enjoying the ride and being as present as I can in that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I use Star Wars a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your being you. in this body here and now and uh, having this experience today. And I want to thank you obviously for your time here today to sit down and share your insights and and um, passions behind the work that you're doing with meditation for men but also you know like i know that this like we've been talking a little bit about cultivation today as well and it's not just about today so you know all the work that goes into you know being the meditator on and off and like for 22 years like coming to the point where you're creating something to really create the impact that you know we both want to see in the world um so yeah thank you for all the work and and Walking that path, and uh, of course, blessings with you know what's coming ahead. And I can feel you know there's a lot between you and I that's coming yeah. up ahead between us as
1: well. So I'm really excited. For well, this. thank you too, brother. You're you're doing such. A, I got to say, you're doing such an incredible, ins- incredible things. And I am totally inspired by your uh, your story about working with construction workers and uh, and in that space. Honestly, I, I have a lot of praise for you, and like really. I think that's amazing what you're doing, the work that you're doing with Inspired Evolution. And, um, yeah, it's such a pleasure to connect and to connect with your audience. And, um, yeah, I hope this is of value. Uh, to oh, people,
2: absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome, Thank you.
2: I want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to get in touch with Jason Partington? Um,
1: on, on the website, the meditation.men.com.au. It's probably oh. the easiest. Uh, or I'm on... I'm on all of the, all the things, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, all those sort of things. You know, I'm a superstar, Amrit, so Twitter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it may take a while to get back to you, but we we'll get back to <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> I think I've got three followers on Twitter. <laughs>
2: uh. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, TED.
3: Hey Tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website which is wwwamrit sanducom You can leave me a message or a comment It's one of my highest values to connect so I love to connect and love to hear from you You can also find me on Facebook Amrit Sandu. and if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution or the Facebook page, like that please at the Inspired Evolution or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an apple device and also if the inspired evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level you can head on over to www.amret-sandu.com to see how the inspired evolution can help you and your team thrive much love tribe